and welcome folks to episode 24 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known as True Mr. Six Online, and with me today I have Andy. AKA Turn Zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, Turn Zero boy. Yes. We've had it confirmed from many sources now. Well, in fact, why don't you tell the listeners what has been confirmed? I, I can't remember hearing anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just talking about things like uh, like rules and regulations. Uh, a little known fact about Andy for the listeners here. I don't know if you know this. Uh, Andy doesn't really have a career. He takes seasonal work and has travelled the world taking interesting jobs. In 1986, Andy was actually working for FIFA out in Mexico and was present at the Argentina-England match in the quarter-final. Um, and uh, Andy was in the changing rooms after the match and just happened to mention uh, to a very famous player called um, Diego Marafona or something um, about his ability, his uncanny ability to roll dice exactly as he needed. He said it's like he had the hand of God. <laughs> True, true story. True story. Yeah. True so story. yeah. So even as far back as 1986, Andy was uh, working on his Dice Masters wrist action. Yeah. Funnily enough, in the World Cup, when it goes to penalties, there are five penalties each. There's no penalty zero. Just like to throw that one out there. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I get you a bag of chips to go with that salt, young man? Would you like some vinegar? Salt vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> hi ben hi ben so how have you been my man you okay oh i have been a busy busy boy i've been oh i haven't stopped obviously there's uk nats mm. then uh packed my bag flew on out to uh to us nats that was a uh, that was a, a an experience and a half didn't you. get a lot of dice masters in you sir are fake news um, <laughs> we've, got, we've got some recording later from US Nats from our man on the scene. Our uh, uh, what's his name from Anchorman? Brian, so, Brian Fantana. Brian. Brian Fantana. Our Tony. Our man on the scene. More like more like Steve Carell's character, Brick. <laughs> I always thought that was more like me. Brick Tamlin. Yeah. No, you're you're a bit like the Stetson wearing dude who does the sports, who cries Ooh, when when Ron Burgundy's not not around. <laughs> but of course, you cry when I'm not around. That, that is true. That That's is true. Another true story. Go full of full of Andy facts today. I know, right? <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, busy busy times. Um, I mean, we also only just got back from work. I'm still wearing my shirt and tie as we speak. Oh wow. Oh. That's, that's dedication that's dedication it's quite late now as well it is yeah yeah have you been playing much lately other than uh sparring away at the the, the numerous national tournaments that I've, I've entered not a lot i had a, a cheeky theme game that i squeezed in with you not that long ago which was fun uh yes it was uh, well i had two teams you had one team we, went, we did a little golden little janky golden thing didn't we just for fun yeah, janky combos. Yeah, janky combos. That was good. Yeah, we did a, a theme down at my FLGS as well. Uh, well, there's been a couple of themes lately, but we did en- the uh, the energy quads variant, um, uh, which I wrote about in the Brit Roller Six blog post about um, theme nights. So you, you have four teams of four cards, and each of those four cards are mono energy. So you have you know four bolts, four four fists, four shields, four. Um, whichever the one masks I was about to say whichever one I hadn't named yet and at the outset of your round you roll two sidekick dice and then play the combination of two two halves to make a full team that you've rolled and if you roll a sidekick dice your opponent chooses one for you if you roll a question mark you get you get an open choice so really interesting team building challenge yeah yeah it's cool man. yeah speaking of themes did a little bit of non-Dice Masters gaming as well. Squeezed in a match of Azul with uh, the, the good lady, the hashtag competitive wife. That was fun. Still loving that, are you? Oh, mate, I, I love the game, but I swear to God, uh, the hashtag competitive wife keeps kicking my ass at it. <laughs> 
keeps absolutely kicking my ass. I can't keep up. I don't know for whatever reason she absolutely can get her head round. Round. She's in the kitchen. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> come, come in here a minute. I don't think she wants sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> she, she knows I'm recording. Um, yeah, she keeps keeps beating me hands down. And then um, I got a couple of games out with the kids the other day. Played a bit of Batman Dice, a bit of Pass the Pandas, and something else. I can't remember what the other one we played was. Oh, some Top Trumps and some Love Letter. So I've, I've fit in quite a, a bit of small box gaming recently. So that's all good. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to report. We have, like you say, we have been very busy. We've just recently had the UK Nats. Hope everybody enjoyed our live in the moment recording. But the national season is still going on, and we've got quite a distinctly international feel to our episode this week, don't we, my man? We do. We do indeed. Do we have a rundown of what's coming up? Yeah, so uh, we have. Um, I would, but I've gone and got confused now because we've been recording out of sequence again. Okay, well, we have got a roundup of uh, our thoughts uh, looking back in hindsight uh, to UK nationals. Uh, yes, a little reflective piece. A little reflective piece. Yeah, a we little ra- look- ramble on for ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we obviously have the live recordings in our last episode this is just us taking a bit of time after the fact to, to look back and have a think but then also the big news in Dice Masters this past two weeks has been the US Nationals and um, we've got some content for you guys coming live out of the US Nats yeah how, that's exciting how exciting yeah our roving reporter the great white himself Tony Weekland, but Andy's invitation not mine um has done some did you catch him commentating on the live stream by the way uh yeah i thought it was blinding he did all right yeah he's he's trying to call me over but i was i was too busy there's a a wonder woman cosplayer that i was uh in conversation with at the time so i couldn't go over and speak to him fake news Uh, and then just to wrap we've got a little bit of fun at the end of the episode just to wrap things up with a little international flair to it as well so once again folks once again an absolutely packed to the brim episode full of all sorts of Dice Masters conversational wonderfulness nice nice yeah yeah and seem to be having highs and lows with, with my ability to talk tonight <laughs> that was a high that was some good words that was a high yeah that was a high but then how many takes did I have to do on just opening the <laughs> <laughs> see listeners you don't get this you don't realize that i've had to, to like do three takes on me saying the same sentence basically that i say at the outset of every single episode i was all over the place before all over the place so uh yeah i think we'll get straight into it we've got the quite big meaty beefy segments this week so have you got anything else to add at this point my man uh tight 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 Okay, and on that note, let's get get on with the show. And welcome back then, ladies and gents. So, our last episode, regular listeners will know, was all recorded, more or less, except for a brief intro, live at the UK Games Expo, where the UK National Championship Extravaganza was taking place. A three-day event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where we had two qualifiers, and then, of course, the national final on the Sunday. And because this is the first time me and Andy have come back together to have a conversation afterwards, we thought we'd just spend a few minutes talking about our experiences, a bit of a look back, if you will. you got all the kind of live-in-the-moment stuff, but then we thought we'd reflect a little bit on, on our weekend's activities. Isn't that right, Andrew? Yes, like a, a, a final-time analysis of what went on and what we did, what could have been done better, what could have been done worse. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, a breakdown of, of how we did in the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, certainly there was one, right, at the, if, if we take it in chronological order, the first significant event of the UK Games Expo for for both of us was that Friday morning at the Whiskey stand, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, unbelievable, unbelievable shocked with the spoilers that we got to actually touch and feel and open the pack and look at the dice and get really close up with it it was fantastic wasn't it yeah it was it absolutely was i think we might have mentioned it in the in the recording you you always know better than me because you listen back to the stuff i don't but i I was that giddy with excitement 
like Christmas morning four-year-old child giddy with excitement, that as I was trying to take the photos of the cards, as you were laying them out on the table, my hand, I, I couldn't, I was taking blurry photos because I was literally shaking with excitement. <laughs> I, I couldn't get over it at all. I was like, oh my God, with like, potentially the first people in the world to open one of these packs. And I think it was particularly special for, for me. For, you know, I've been writing the blog for a number of years and then we've done the podcast for nearly a year now. And a, a lot of the sports Spoilers have always gone to the US sites and the content creators that come out of the US. And no offense to those guys, of course. I always love it when they share their spoilers with us. But it was just something I'd always wanted to be able to do. It was like one of a little aim of the blog. Um, and nearly three years in, I managed to kind of tick that one off the off the blog bucket list. So I was really excited from that point of view as well. It's, it's a blogger's dream to get direct access like that. Yeah, it was fantastic. We, we rocked up there at 11 o'clock, wasn't it? Mm. And he goes, oh, we've, we've got some uh, some stuff for you to, uh, to preview. And because we were thinking it was the Warhammer stuff that had been kind of released or spoilers had come out a few days before. Yeah. And he comes out with the, what was it? It was the Justice by Lightning team pack that we weren't allowed to open. Yeah, we weren't allowed to open that one. Nah, Sob. Just, just allowed to look at it. Yeah. Uh, but the <laughs> t- two Harley Quinn packs and two Cree Invasion packs. And he was like, oh, you can't open these ones. And the but campaign he, boxes. He had the campaign boxes there as well. Yeah, although they were all empty. They were. They were just the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just the box. Um, and we were like, you can open these two. And we just looked at each other like, so what? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Yeah, just, come on, open up them too." <laughs> yeah, like, yes. I couldn't believe it. It was, it was really like Christmas. So it, it was. I, I never thought I'd be so kind of high on such an experience, really. But it was, it was tremendous. And again, I'll, I'll thank Chris and Kenny over at WizKids and Zev. He was around um, for, for just for their, their warm welcome, their generosity, their willingness to. You know, Chris and Kenny went on the, did a live recording with us for the podcast, and and just letting us open up two packs there and then i just could not believe it yeah so thanks thanks again chris thanks again kenny and justin of course thanks for letting the guys um do that for us Uh, i know you'll be listening i hope you enjoyed the little gift we sent along with chris for you as well (laughs) (laughs) and and just for record zev is not the ceo of with kids although i think he was quite tickled that someone thought he was So, yeah, we were off to a, a glorious start for our UK National Championship extravaganza weekend. Um, we then, I, I don't know, what did we do? We just kind of were walking around on a cloud for a bit, waiting for the events to start, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we bimbled around for a bit. We had some, we had lunch quite early. Yeah. And then yeah. it was two o'clock start for the uh, the first qualifier. Yes, the first qualifier indeed. I can't remember how many players there were in total. Was it 16, 18? Um, there was a buy in the first round, but then no one else got a buy. I'm, I'm still no, no, not no. entirely sure why. No, uh, so, so what happened? Somebody dropped out at the end of the first round. Oh, okay. Uh, some guy called Chris, who um, I, I, I've not met before. I, don't, I didn't know Chris. He, he's not not someone who was familiar to me from the circuit. Um, he had his little girl with him, um, and I think she was getting a bit restless and uh, a bit impatient wanting to do other things and then i I think he also kind of realized that the gameplay was a little bit perhaps more than he was prepared for uh which was a shame of course you know because obviously we 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 encourage new players whenever we can but it was the uk national championship qualifier (laughs) so he dropped out so the buy started at the second round if memory serves me right oh yeah so i didn't play the first game but i got a win for it which was nice it's a rarity i've come to find a win, that is. Yes, sorry, I was just processing that. So the buy was in the first round, then when he dropped out, that took us to even numbers. Yes, that's it, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, was, I got myself a bit confused. Uh, yeah, that's nice. My, my first round was against was against that guy, yeah. So I, I, it was me who beat the noob, basically. So you, you, you beat him <laughs> to the point that he never wanted to play those masters again? No, absolutely not. I think he, um, he, he was very... Very gracious and said, look, you know, I'm clearly not not quite playing at the standard here. My little girl wants to go and find a panda or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was very gracious. And he was around. He was a Hero Clicks player as well. So I saw him a couple of times through the weekend because he played in the Clicks qualifier on the Saturday, I think. Uh, was he like Star Trek Attack Wing as well? Yes. Yes. In fact, I think he played over the whole weekend. I think he played all three WizKids games. Oh, he's a proper fan. 
yeah, Dice Masters, Star Trek Attack Wing, and in, in, in Hero Clicks. He was in one of the finals for one of them, and he played in a qualifier for the other two. Although, I, I don't, you know, I only briefly chatted to him because there was obviously a lot of hustle going on at the time. Yeah. Um, so that was my first game. Was, I mean, his team was pretty decent, really. It was a villain centric team. Cool. Um, so I played my, my Collector Nobby control team on that first qualifying day i didn't have a qualification so i made the decision to kind of put my best foot first and play with my strongest team well i wasn't sure necessarily if it was my strongest team but it was the one you had me doing the the plum hundred games with (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's definitely your strongest teammate yeah for sure I, i wasn't quite as convinced as you but you kept saying to me no you've been you've been practicing with that one stick with it i made no last minute changes which is something i've always been a bugger for in the past and you took what did you take I took like a, a, a it was a mashup basically of all the sideboard cards that I was um, thinking of playing but didn't quite make it. It had Sam Spot Ramp that uh, Jordo Heimat uh, kind of pointed us towards when we when we spoke to him a few episodes ago. Uh, it had Super Rare Jubilee and the staff of the Forgotten Knight or whatever it's called. One. Staff of the Forgotten, forgotten One, yeah. Uh, mostly because. In a, in a panic the week before Nats, I um, went online and spent far too much money on those two cards, uh, only to then think, actually, you know what, they don't actually work in the team, so um, I better do something with them. You wanted to so, play them, uh, yeah. They went in, they were blinding. I had Wong, the two-cost fast ally, yeah, uh, to help card. keep churning the Sam Spot ramp, and a variety of other things as well, I think, sure. in there. They kind of control Shriek, I think, was in there. But yeah, the idea was you you get Sam Wilson and you get Spot out and then um, you field sidekick with PXG. So I had PXG and Billy Club so that I can use the masks to field sidekicks and make masks if I need them uh, to keep things coming out of my bag. And then the, the Wongs come out, field the Wong, he's a sidekick so you can draw two more dice and then kind of churn the whole thing through and hopefully overwhelm them, overwhelm them with bodies. And it, it did all right. It did all right. What did I do on my second game? can't even remember now I, can't. Uh, I remember seeing a lot of dragons <laughs> a lot of sidekicks yeah i remember the first game being a lot like very sidekicky mm. and then the next day which we'll talk about in the moment was very dragons and green devil masks Is that right? everyone kind of track yeah. like tried to revert and, and beat the meta yeah, it's all sort of blurred, blurred a bit in my head. But yeah, so we'll move on to day two in a sec. But so day one, uh, I well, fourth there was a bit of controversy. <laughs> Whether I was third or fourth, never trust the win. Uh, where did you place on that, on the qualifier? I was sixth. So in theory, I would have qualified if I hadn't qualified. Uh, because um, someone came who was qualified was above me. I think it was Spug. No, was he playing? I don't know. I'd yeah, he played on the though. first day, Spug. Yeah, yes, he did, yeah. I think so. Anyway, I thought I'd, I'd have qualified, which was nice. Yes, Spug did, because Spug was my only defeat. Ah, in, with in the, the Boom Boom team. Well, I can't even remember what he played, um, <laughs> the, except for one card, one very card I remember vividly. What, and that, and that? that is the, the, is it the rare Thanos from Guardians of the Galaxy, the one that blanks all villain cards? Oh, that's good with the team. Yeah, that went really well for me. So, um, I mean, I obviously clocked it as a threat very early on. Changed up my buying order a bit. I picked up my blob. My intention was, you know, that's a seven cost. I can get to my blob before he can get to that. I bought blob like turn two. <laughs> get it ready. I'm going to blob that and stop him because he was just going to disrupt my whole team enormously. Uh, because with my collector team, my pivot point is using the collector to pilfer stuff off, off my opponent. That's how I've I've kind of practiced with it as a pivot if I can't get my knob right. right. Um, and I whiffed the blob. Just, uh. Yeah, and then uh, the Thanos, Andy was very aware that that was going to be a quick purchase. So we ramped very fast towards it. Uh, we'd have to check the team list, but I think he was using uh, he was using something that that moved fast. I think it was Spot or Spot Investigate, maybe. Right. No, not Spot Investigate. Mimic, I think it was. So he moved very quickly towards it. He then got it out of the field while I was you know, whiffing blob rolls. And that was it. Game over, really. And I tried to batarang the big guy, but I just couldn't quite get the batarangs and the bolts All together. Those, yeah. So Spook did yeah. on the Friday, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the key thing there, though, is fourth place gave me the qualification that I wanted. Uh, which, Ooh. Yeah, which was good. I played Mickey that day as well with his uh, filth. Was he using his spam deck? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I took I took a game off of him, and I nearly took the third. Nearly took the third, but I found that Sam Wilson's global with the shield, pay a shield, prevent one damage. Oh yeah. Uh, worked out quite well with, with the spots as well for shields. But I think I whiffed one roll. I, I, no, I, I whiffed one of the rolls to get a Wong out. If I'd have got the Wong out and then I could have drawn some more through, I could have uh, overlapped him. But uh, uh, his his cheese went too too quick and I whiffed <laughs> the one I needed. Yeah, that cheese. Fromage. <laughs> yeah, although that's a, that's a nice, that's an interesting one is the... The Sam Wilson Global, one one to be noted for the future. Yeah, so on to day two then. So day two, well, even though I could kind of put my feet up because I'd, I'd already qualified, I did actually take a relatively meta team with me. And, and there was a reason for that is because I was trying to make, I wanted to get some hardcore, I'm going to call it testing, but you know what I mean? I wanted to field my other, my kind of B team just to, because I still wasn't fully convinced that Nobby was the way to go for the Sunday. And uh, the team that I went with was a Boom Boom Uncommon Yuanti action-based team. Uh, yeah, I don't like that one. No, so, well, uh, to explain to the listeners, uh, you obviously know this, Andy, but as me and Andy were doing our 100 games of practice, what, what we were doing is we were trying to anticipate some of the teams that we may see. And therefore, I built the Boom Boom Uncommon Uanti team to play against your team, thinking it would be something we'd see over the over the weekend. And we did. We saw loads of Boom Boom and Uanti about, although we didn't. We thought maybe the super rare was dead and gone, more full loss without the cube <laughs> and I, I quite liked it when we, <laughs> when we were using it for you to bounce your team against yeah it pulled me apart didn't it for a few games yeah and it's very fast that boom boom is very fast in fact uh, the, the only downfall of boom boom is her fielding cost on level three in my opinion and the fact that she's basic actions only uh, and then the uncommon yuanti uh, well I, I don't see i actually think she's better than um, the common one personally at the super rare, in some respects. Yeah, the unblockable is nice. Yeah, actually, no, she's not better, is she? Because clearly, we've we've seen the results that. Yeah. That show that she buy some cheap actions and win. Yeah, the super rare is obviously the kingpin there. So, uh, but it was a fun team to play, definitely, and I enjoyed myself. So I was using spot investigate ramp and green devil masks uh, to. Uh, make my Yuanti unblockable, improvised weapon as well. Uh, so doing all that ping damage and then topping up with the unblockable damage. Uh, it worked wonders. However, I think I was a little underprepared for the Scarlet Witch. I took Capture Blob with me. And my plan nice. was, to, was to grab her, you know, if she hits the field and get her out my face. But uh, everybody just brought two or three Scarlet Witch dice, you know, and I didn't... <laughs> And they just kept rebuying her, and then I kept buying blobs and capturing the next one, and it just kept going round and round and round and round. But it, they, they certainly weren't, um, you know, I wasn't battered or anything. They, I still did pretty well because I came sixth on the day, so it wasn't that. Yeah, good. decent. Yeah, yeah. And you played your Turtles team, of course. I did. I did think we heard some Mickey's salt about that on the last episode <laughs> where we were there. Um, so I took Turtles, uh, two of them with the discount. April O'Neill with the discount, Raphael, who protects you against, I think, global in actions, Michelangelo, which does something nasty to a villain. Um, I can't remember what he did, but I don't remember pulling it off. (laughs) And then I got Commissioner Gordon to try and negate their fielding costs. Yeah, sensible. Another one. Metalhead. Metalhead to make them more unblockable, yeah, the whole point of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, do you know it was quite a good fun I, I, I sat sat in front of my friend Dan uh, for the first game of the qualifier and he had a pretty nasty team sim- similar in, in ways to, to the one that I ended up running and it, it, it threw a few spanners in the works and I, I got him sweating for a good while I mean, he, he beat me in the end but I think we elongated it out to turns and yeah I told him afterwards it was very enjoyable watching him sweat uh, <laughs> against my turtles team that i put together the night before so that was cool and then i played charlotte and she kind of pulled me apart with some horrible shenanigans ring and dra- was it the ring and dragons she was playing on the saturday i, think. I was uh, charlotte snowden oh okay yeah sorry my, my bad I i'm sorry Charlotte. i can't remember what she played but it was very good she just kept knocking out me april o'neill so i couldn't get anything started and it's like well, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at my April and Neil? Um, and and, and that, that dragged on as well. I think it was quite good that you, you could try and get a load of bodies out and 
slow the game down, but it wasn't that great. So I packed it in at lunchtime, went and wandered <laughs> around all the stores and the rest of the expo with my uh, my buddy that I'd come down with, Javier, and then met up with you afterwards. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So that was day two. At the end of day two, we had a few bevy. Oh, you didn't drink, did you? No, well, no, you did though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times. I noticed James Plore actually. Um, I was watching his yakety yak with James and Zach, and he was doing his UK Nationals review. And it, it just a throwaway comment. He said, oh, "I was chatting to Chris. I don't know if he remembers it because he'd had a few beers <laughs> at that point." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, nice." Um, but uh, you know that didn't matter because going into day three. I was fighting fit and mad for it, of course. Yeah, I um, I was worried. But in hindsight, I think I should have just taken the team I was going to play and played the qualifiers with it just to get properly up and ready for the day. And and it's kind of psyched and in my head. I've been playing. I mean, I've been playing it for ages. But in hindsight, I would have done that because I think there's so many different teams that I was worried someone would then just tech against my team and make it useless. Yeah, but where there's so many different teams, I mean, I, I had the same thought against Mickey's team because that was brutal. But what do you do? What do you take out of a team you've been working on for one specific matchup? Certainly, if I'd have done it again, I'd have just rocked the same team for the three days and see what happened. But hindsight is a um, twenty twenty. It is indeed. So, uh, so, so yeah. So uh, we were rocking for the for the nationals. Yeah, I, I have never ever played so hard and competitively in my life. I'm very proud of you, mate. Well, thank you very much. I think some people were a bit shocked. They were like, this isn't, who's this Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Who's this guy? (laughs) Who's this guy? He's playing a meta team. He knows what he's doing. What's what's happening? (laughs) This this isn't right. This is abnormal. Yeah. No, I never concentrated so much in my life. There was a game I was playing against Phil and we were one game apiece. So we were in the third game. It was that was going to give the win or or defeat to to one of us. I was concentrating so hard, and I had an audience of people around me watching. I was like, for the first time <laughs> in my life, I had to turn around and say, "Sorry, guys, can you do me a favour? I can't concentrate with you all here. I'm actually like really in the zone. It's weird." <laughs> Thankfully, they they all understood and were very gracious about it and moved their <laughs> moved themselves. Moved along. Yeah, moved along. But uh, yeah, I've, I've never I've never had that sensation before. It's quite unusual, uh, and I think. You know, everybody knows I, I don't really play meta teams, so this is the first year I've put a meta team on the table and really gone for it, which I think is part of it. I think the the hundred games of practice. I mean, I obviously got knocked out by. I say obviously for those who have been up to speed with the UK Nats and read the blog post, they'll know. Um, I was knocked out by that spammy Uanti Super Air Pseudo Dragon thing. <coughs> Not bitter. Told, no. Yeah, and I was, you know, I was badly prepared for dealing with it, really. But that, that, that's the way that that goes. But uh, yeah, I came third eventually in the end, which um, which is fantastic. Third yeah. in the uh, the UK Nationals finals is nothing to be sneezed at. No, no, no. I was I was very pleased with it. Very pleased indeed. Um, so so that was a nice position. Got myself some lovely shinies. Very I was nice. I was joking on an episode where we were talking about the prizing for nationals some weeks back saying I don't even usually pay attention to those shinies because I, would, I can't imagine me ever owning one in, in my life and I got the full batch which was very nice this is very good yeah I was pleased I, I was playing down the FLGS last night and I actually t- I took one of them t- I made a team around one of them just so that I could use it <laughs> which one? Uh, I had the resurrection the shiny resurrection in it and alt art multiple man very nice <clears throat> yeah because you played them quite a bit didn't you yes I did yeah 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 I was a big fan of the multiple man Cool. Despite the critics, I didn't get any of the shinies. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just going to end the segment there then. From yeah, yeah, just it won't take long. So my team's really good. So I'd just like to say that it didn't like perform well on the day, but I still think it's a pretty good team. Well, I think so too, my man. I've I played against it a number of times with a number of different teams, so I, you know I know what it's capable of. Uh, I think you're right, though. I think we, I think we would both say that in our preparation, doing our 100 games of practice, our 10,000 hours, we didn't quite measure how significantly we were going to see some certain cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 
the team that I took, just to kind of give it a rundown, it's Mimic for Ramp, Resurrection to get it out to turn three, so you res turn three, so you can turn two, so you can bring it out to turn three. Team Up, which is a pivot, just in case all else fails. Dum Dum, that gets bigger the more sidekicks you've got. You've got uh, Billy Club and Professor X to field the sidekicks to fuel both Mimic and the Dum Dums. I had Blob in there, which I wasn't too sure about. Actually, Javier in the hotel the night before, I was like, I can't take this. And he's like, why? He's like, because he never rolls character. It just rolls energy. <laughs> he literally sat me down, got a pen and paper, and went, roll it 50 times. <laughs> and got me to roll the dice 50 times uh, and so that he could prove that it, it was... Um, All in your head. Yeah, and uh, actually it comes out just as much as he rolls energy, which was quite funny. Um, Shriek, because Shriek. Boom. And I think is that the, that's the uh, the 10. Yeah, Shredding Bob. Oh, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, because uh, Green Devil Mask destroys the team when you've got loads of sidekicks and loads of yes. little wings. Yes. It destroyed it. Although I found out when I started playing, uh, which I played Charlotte Robertson. Yeah. Uh, and she got the Dev- Green Devil Mask out, that it was easier to blob it and consistent, as in, like, you blob it, she can't field it, she can't buy it, as opposed to Scarlet Witch, which gives you a pretty good chance it's not going to come out blob, but blob doesn't stop it. your fielding actions yeah, it does no I don't think it does it just stops you from yeah. buying them uh, it's a continuous one isn't it traps are continuous so you can't field continuous action oh is that the case is it yeah uh, I thought it I, I was always under the impression incorrectly then um, that it just stopped you from buying actions didn't it stop you from playing them yeah um, it, just the normal actions it doesn't but anything that's continuous and needs to be fielded right. um, stops. So it'd be quite good, I thought, again, against a tuned super rare, your anti-team, because if they've bought a load of bat signals, uh-huh. you can blob it, and then you can't use the shields to or fists or whatever it is, uh, the shields to buy anymore, and you can't put them out, and it's kind of made them null and void. Uh. Another tip there. Oh, there you go, yeah. For the next national champion. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was good. It was fast. It was proper fast and like, quite consistent. But I just couldn't get, I, could, I just couldn't get it going on the day for whatever reason. I played Charlotte uh, Robertson first. She had a dragon team, which uh, I won the first game, lost the second game, and then dragged it out to a draw. Then played Ben Scott uh, in one of the saltiest games the two of us have ever played. Uh, where we threw salt sellers at each other, a um, couple of handbags thrown in the mix, something about a turn zero, and then we drew that one. A couple um, of handbags in the mix. <laughs> uh, Steve Clegg, who is just always really hard to play. He's very good. Again, I lost the first one where I should have not gone as quick and used some more control pieces, worked that out, used the control pieces on the second one, won that, ran out of time again. Played James Bloor, won one, lost one, another draw, four draws, and that was me done. <laughs> that was you done. That was me done and out of the picture, just to mill around and look a little bit lost. Actually, both me and James Bloor, I don't think, because it's been a while since I've gone out before a top cut, and, and from the looks of it, I don't think he's particularly used to going out before the, the top eight. And we both just like looked a little bit lost. Like, <laughs> what, what, what happens now? Like, so we should still be playing. I don't know how this works. Do we just go home? Or, you know, yeah, we... yeah, well, you go get a Twix and play a mini draft. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but... Um, it was a blinding day though, wasn't it? It was. It was an incredible weekend. I definitely, I put at the end of my summary blog post that uh, I had a bit of the post-nationals blues. Thankfully, I had a, a holiday, a family holiday, because I think if I had to go back into work, I'd have been miserable as sin. Unfortunately, uh, we had great weather and I had a family holiday to go on to enjoy. Uh, but I was still kind of lamenting, uh, riding the buzz, you know. Yeah, I had the same. It's, I suppose it's just because when you've been thinking about something and concentrating and planning on something so much, and then it was over, and then I was like, it's just like this massive void. I don't really know what to do. And then I went to work, and it's like, oh, it's all over. It's all over. It about a week, I think, to get over it. Yeah. It's like when I won last year, and I went back to work, and it was just like, oh, 
people having a go at me. And I was like, do you not know who I am? (laughs) (laughs) I'll have you know that not only am I a loose silver medalist, (laughs) not only was I in the Tinky Winky suit, not only have I made medical discoveries, but I am also the UK National Champion Dice Masters 2017. Yeah, it didn't go down that well. Didn't work, no. No. Nah. Nah. Well, onwards and upwards, mate. There's always next year. So uh, we're, we're hoping for uh, a new competitive season to start in the autumn. Um, You'd hope so. Yeah. Although, isn't Hero Clicks got stuff going on? Oh, yeah, they've got but, summer stuff going on. I don't, yeah, they've got I don't know what, summer stuff, haven't they? Yeah, I don't know what the word is there. I don't know what the word is there. We're just like the, the, the annoying little brother, aren't we? Dice Masters. Um, <laughs> Dice Masters. The annoying little brother of Hero Clicks. <laughs> yeah. um, so we'll see what happens there. We're, we're obviously planning on doing some Ministry of Dice Presents events. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to get the, We'll start putting word out about those. Need to finalise some plans with some people I've been talking to. Uh, so we'll get the word out there. So if, you, if you're itching for a bit of competitive play, I say competitive play, we're planning on doing something a bit bit more fun and casual aren't we but if you're itching for for that community feel of getting together playing then keep your eye out for those but yeah on to uh, sitting tight until the autumn now i mean there's a lot of new releases and stuff to come along too now for, for some just, ex- just yeah for some experimenting uh, in fact on that note should we wrap this segment up and move on to our next segment i think so Okay, cool. Well, just before we wrap it up then, so uh, thanks so very much to WizKids, uh, particularly Chris and Kenny once again. Kenny as well, you, know, you came over and saw us a number of times through the weekend to see how the event was going. So thank you very much, Kenny. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks okay. to Phil and Steve for um, doing the, the thing with the win, you know, <laughs> keeping the clock and all that. Poor Steve. That was I'll answering all those questions. Yeah, about like turn orders and things. Yeah. Um, so thanks to those guys, thanks to Dave, you know, and thanks to the UK Games Expo. That's a lot of thank yous. That was a lot of thank yous, yeah. And thanks to you, Andrew England. My pleasure. Mm. Thanks to you, third place UK Nationals Finals champion-ish. Yeah, it's all in the day's work, bro. In it. In it. Okay, on to the next segment. Goodbye. I'm Tony Weekland, your man on the street for the Ministry of Dice podcast. Uh, they are a little podcast for the island of the UK. We are not. We are just here on site at Origins uh, 2018, where we have been doing some qualifying, playing a lot of games. It is now 12.33 in the evening. Um, I'm here with Jomar uh, Jr. and uh, Isaac. Um, we are... In the process of finishing up playing a couple of games, we got a couple of things going on. We're going to talk a little bit about stuff that happened over the course of the day, and also about our roommate who we have not seen since he landed in the United <laughs> yeah. States. So, um, initially, we uh, initial thoughts uh, over the course of the day. How'd you feel today, Junior? Pretty good day. Pretty good day. Little 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 pain from the rain, but. What'd you like for quals? Uh nothing. I did not. I did not like balls at all today. I played with a team I hated and did terrible with it. What did you see? What did you like? What did you see? What there, did you like? What did you was, not like? There was way too much Yanti. I don't. I don't like how it's ruining the format right now. Um, I did like seeing Jomar screw up and not hit for 17 damage though. That was actually, that was a treat. It was actually 15. Damage. It was it was 17. You had you had two sidekicks out there. Jomar, what did, what did you like, Jomar? Three sidekicks. Three sidekicks. What did Jomar? What did you see? Two level three gold dragons. Jomar. So uh, aside from worse than things, amateur mistake, uh, it wouldn't have been the win though. So it would have been two turns later. Uh, in general though, for today, uh, I mean. I do like the the qualifiers were okay. A lot of people, again, like Junior said, was repeat teams. Um, I have seen some people mirror teams as well. What did you play today? I actually uh, <laughs> played not really a mirror team per se. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I, I might have uh, Michael Powers uh, team. I might have uh, <clears throat> upgraded. Season, I might have upgraded or improved a team that I've seen before. Um, by improve, he means did the things I told him to. No, no, I actually shush. Uh, but it, there, there were some teams though that came out of right, like left field that you did not see like coming. Um, that uh, I don't know. It seems like everyone also was pocketing their hidden card. 
because uh, as you were playing or whatever you were playing, people were just over your shoulder looking like, oh, that's what you're playing today. <laughs> oh, so what's a, what's that card doing over there? Yeah. Um, I think it's fair to say a lot of people kept their actual teams close to their chest. Yes. Yeah. Um, people were definitely sizing people up for sure. That's that's the same thing that happened last year. Everybody played one thing at Qualls, and it was like nobody was playing that and that. So, like coming over to scan things seems pointless. Yeah. Like everybody's playing the Yanti team because I think because nobody's thinking they're going to play it. Yeah. They have yeah. an answer to it, but they know that the Yanti team is a good team. But it's a nice team to get a promo card, right? It is. It's also, <laughs> it also hurts because everything's getting eye humped, man. Pull out a Zen bin, everyone wants to know what's in it. Yeah, that's why I, I switch. That's I why I switched it. to my Mod Pod, the Ministry of Dice <laughs> Pod uh, official Mod Pod by Andy England. Um, so I, I was happy with that. That's pretty nice, but it's all secure in there a little bit more. I'd show you guys what's got my team dice in it. So, so speaking of Andy... <laughs> yeah, I got grilled on what Cosmic Cube was in the Zen today. <laughs> so speaking of Andy, though, Isaac, uh, so Andy is supposed to be at our apartment. Right. I don't know if he's there sleeping now or if he's just got jet lag or wherever he is. <laughs> um, he came in late last night. We played until 3.30 in the God, morning. Too late. Yeah, that's what um, You didn't late. see him? Didn't see him. We woke up this morning. There was a lump of, of clothes in a, in a corner. Okay, so he's been um, there. Apparently, you're the only person who's actually seen him today. So Andy and I, he didn't want to play in the qualifiers today. I guess he's waiting until tomorrow. We went over, we demoed some different games. Uh, unfortunately, we got a chance to demo the new um, uh, Reef game uh, from over at Plan B. Uh, but they did have to call security. This is a very true story. They called security on Plan B today. Um, the rumor is, and you can go on Facebook and look this up, that it was because their line was too long. The truth is, Andy got security called on him because he started mouthing off to one of the volunteer, uh, what do they call them, teachers, one of the volunteer teachers, about some turn zero business that he wasn't getting, that I was getting, and I don't know what he was talking about. So um, look it up, it's on Facebook, security got called to plan B, don't believe the hype, it wasn't about the line, it was Andy England, so. I think he needs to get over his turn zero issue. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you noticed, he is wearing top hat and tails again, but it's a top hat with one of those little, like, like, kitty tails and so they had to kick him out for that too because the guy forgot to put our clothes on so the monocle was creepy the monocle alone was creepy <laughs> yeah he, we told him it goes on his eye i don't know what he was doing with his placement of monocles so oh man this is the only podcast i can get away with talking about this stuff so. yeah, at least now i know what he actually looks like because I, I i i forget your name all the time but <laughs> yeah just I'm look so for the top sorry. hat the misplaced monocle the tail and little to nothing else and he's pale because he's british so yeah. just look for that also it's been a bit of a where's wall so or, far, or you can just lay some tea on the table, see what oh, happens. Oh, he might come out for some tea, <laughs> bubble tea especially. That's, that's I, I might I might have seen him today. There was a guy with a top hat over there early. That might have been him. Did he have pants on? What? Did he have pants I on? I try not to look below oh. the belt. <laughs> well, if he had pants on, it might not have been him. Yeah, it probably wasn't him. All right, well, we're going to sign off now. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. And hopefully we'll find Andy one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him. I don't know about yeah. you guys. There is a pub I, at our place, I so we'll check there when we get back. Good call. So we are here in the third round of the, the Nats for the U.S. I'm here with Michaela Kuba. Hi. Uh, so Michaela, you played Andy earlier. How did it go? It was rough. He's just running this crazy team. I came out of left field. wasn't expecting it. I'm just running a Yanti variant because like we did a lot of testing and I, I tweaked a little bit for the mirror match. I thought I'd do okay. And then he comes out of nowhere with this like, I thought they were being sarcastic about the uh, the common cape bishop. No, serious. Huh? I did not expect that. Uh, did completely you into, blew me away. Did you run into any turn zero issues with him? He's had a little bit of a issue. No, no, he's weekend. playing a much faster team this time around. He really wanted to avoid that. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I think we were all worried he was going to come here with kind of a net deck since Mike Powers kind of wiped the floor with him over in the UK. But no, I don't know why he didn't play this team two weeks ago. Huh? I mean, I think he would have taken the tournament. Probably but... the uh, lack of practice playing his Turtles team might have had something to do with it. Hi, this is Tony Weekland, live from U.S. Nats. I am here with Mike Plum, Mr. 100. So, Mike, word on the street is last night at 11 p.m., you were overchanging your team. Uh, that's definitely true. Did you get the full 100 reps in? I did get the full 100 reps in. This I woke is, up at 4 a.m. to do it. This is on the record. You sure about that? All right. Thanks.
This is your man on the street, Tony Weekland. I'm at US Nets uh, with Paul Kushner. He is the head judge over here for the Nationals uh, event. Uh, Paul, I had a question for you. There was a little bit of a discrepancy or a concern in the UK uh, at the last Nets. Um, something about the zero turn. Can you explain for uh, a specific Andy England uh, when the zero turn actually occurs? So as soon as one player has stated that they are ending their turn, the next player is the active player. If the person had, if the previous person had said they were ending their turn, then the person who was about to start their turn would be the active player and they would be turn zero. So basically, no matter which way that happens, Andy's wrong, right? That's quite likely. <laughs> Hey, uh, Michaela. So I uh, heard you had actually run into Andy the other or today. Did you? Uh... Yeah, I was. I was out just getting, you know, at North Market, uh, getting some food and whatever. And I saw him getting into the back of a police cruiser. Like I don't, I don't know if there was a problem with his papers or like into a police cruiser. Yeah. Well, I gotta go. And that's... Hey, so we're catching up with Junior. Uh, we've. Um, Played a couple rounds here at the at the uh, Nationals, uh, U.S. Nationals. Uh, Junior, any thoughts on how uh, the meta is today? What did you see? So there, there's a lot of Yanti out there today, but uh, a lot of a lot of really good builds. Uh, caught Andy in the first round. He had a pretty solid team, but I uh, I steamrolled him. He had that uh, crazy dragon team, and it's just it's nothing near what I do. Uh, round two, I, I played against it again on live stream, and it's another just clean sweep, steamrolled again. Uh, getting ready here for the next round, and uh, oh man, it's been a long day, long night, a lot of fun with friends. Um, the meta's just insane. There, there's fix-it smash teams out there. Um, no, no good Jubilee teams that I see so far yet, but uh, ho hopefully it'll be a great great couple rounds and we'll get another couple good matches in here and uh, talk to you guys more when we get there. All right. Well, since you're going to probably be hopefully going on, we'll, we'll continue kind of checking in with you as you're going through the winner's bracket, hopefully. Uh, this is Tony Weekland on for the Ministry of Dice, your man on the street here at U.S. Nationals. Uh, I am here with the U.S. National Champion. He just picked up his uh, first U.S. National Champion Championship. Um, Junior, a.k.a. Alex Shrake. <laughs> um, Junior, a whirlwind day. Uh, how are you feeling at this point after 10-plus hours of gaming? I have the worst headache and the worst train of thought in the world. I am struggling to even stay focused at this point. I don't know how I made it through all this. It was just nonstop brain burners. Caught Michaela in a round, and that's always a nightmare. She's phenomenal at what she does, but uh, oh man, just ran ragged. I uh, I double dipped and uh, decided to jump in a Golden Age tournament in the middle of top 16, and uh, went two and one there for you guys. Yeah, that was insane. So for people <laughs> who don't really understand like what was going on, so after the um, the cut to the top to the top sixteen, um, there was an opportunity for people to drop out of that tournament, or anybody who didn't make the top cut was able to jump into a golden age tournament. So at that point, you had what, well, like a lunch break, basically, or like yeah, a dinner break. Yeah, there was a lunch um, break. But. So so we had eaten previously. So you had an opportunity to actually play in that Golden Age tournament. And so what what Junior basically did was he would play. Uh, he played his match in the Golden Age tournament, and you did. I I switched out my uncommon ring for a or er, cube. God, long day. My uncommon cube for the rare cosmic cube. And then what happened in that Golden Age tournament? I started steamrolling there as well. <laughs> so, as we're going throughout the day, you basically were playing in two tournaments. You were playing in the Golden Age tournament, you'd win your game, run back over to Nationals, perfect timing to actually play in your match. Yeah, yep, perfect. And then right back after you won there, I think at that point, you what did you beat? Uh, you beat Isaac at that point and came yeah, back I, to the I, Golden I, Age? I, me and Isaac's games are always rough to play. Either one of us sucks, and the other's a god or vice versa, and Isaac just could not roll. 
I, I hate that we always seem to beat ourselves when we play each other. Yeah. But uh, I beat him, and I thought I missed my game, and I walked over to try to play a game with the guy I was supposed to pair with, and I was told, no, I got time to sit down. And uh, they sat me down. Uh, I played probably a six-minute game of Dice Masters and uh, ran back to Nationals and somehow made it to a second round in Golden Age before my top eight game. Yeah, so then you finish up another game in Nationals, come back to uh, the, the other tournament, and then you actually almost won but lost to Mike Plum, right, in that one? Yes, yeah, so, so I, was rushing, I was told I had about five minutes to play a game. So I started speeding through everything, and I used two Cosmic Cubes, and then I bought an action. And he was just playing with a Yanti modern team in Golden Age just to play more Dice Masters. He, he's another guy that loves the game. So I dealt him 11 damage, but I also dealt myself 8 damage at the same time. And then he just bought up some actions and killed me, and I sat there dumbfounded. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe how dumb I was there. But Mike has that, uh, that impression on a lot of people, I think. So at the end of the day, though, I mean, you, if you had won against Mike Plum, you literally would have won two tournaments at the exact same time. Yeah, that's, I wanted to do it. I was trying so hard for everyone. I thought it'd be the greatest bragging rights ever. But, uh, I, I think generally it's still a very impressive Yes. I, I, I really, I, I, at the time I joined the Golden Age tournament, I, I really didn't feel like I was going to go the, the, the distance. It just... It worked out perfectly. It's uh, I I just played sharp, played hard. Uh, rolls were with me. Um, and just a lot of luck, like dice game, a lot of luck in a dice game. Yeah. So then you go through, you play Michaela. Obviously, that was there. You played Lucan, right? Yes. In the process, Lucan's, Lucan's developed into a phenomenal player. I've I've watched him each year get so much better and so much better, and I. He, he always tries to sell himself short every year, and he just... I don't think he knows how good he is still. Like, top eight again. I mean... And no, he's an amazing player. Absolutely he, amazing player. Phenomenal. His, his father is also playing. Oh, his father's phenomenal, eight. too. Yeah, it was... So they were really hoping to make it to the top two together as father and son, which would have been great, but I was not going to let that happen, <laughs> unfortunately. So then... Tough, tough matches as usual, Michaela. That always tends to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of like playing Ben Meek, but you know, she, she I, I make her change the way she plays. It was her words, not mine. That she doesn't get to play the way she's she's playing. She has to play more like me to play me. And I'm not, I'm not sure how you take that. I, if it's a compliment or if they're saying I'm a little <laughs> lost in the head, but. I mean, it is what it is, right? I think it's fair to suggest that you play in a, in a completely different fashion than most people, right? You I, just kind of have I have way. that unorthodox madness <laughs> to what I do, yeah. So then after Michaela, we get to the national championship. You sit down against kind of a similar team, but a little bit different. Obviously, they're not yeah. running the cube, which you were running. Yeah, so I, I actually saw that team in round five, and I got steamrolled by it because I couldn't roll a single character. So I already saw what they did, and they they basically tried to make a glass cannon that that was just a little sturdier and could go a little further. And uh, so game one, I just stuck to my normal game plan, um, and then game two, I have a game plan for going second in a mirror. But he brought me all these crazy cool cars. He brought me momentum instead of just improvised weapons. So tried to do some crazy stuff with resurrection momentum. Try to get try to get the gears turning in it. It, it worked a little bit, but not not what I wanted. But uh, it obviously worked good enough to get the W. So uh, that game two was phenomenal. Um, if anyone watched it, it, it it looked like trash. We both made so many play mistakes in game two. It's disgusting. <laughs> so many missed opportunities. So many missed plays. It's just worst showing ever in a national championship <laughs> no, in games sure. on both of us. I'm sure most people can understand you've been playing for nine to ten hours. It's yeah. been a long day. Yeah, so I'm glad it wasn't just one of us that were playing sloppy in that game too because uh, it's, it's never good to catch someone on their bad day when you're on a good day. So it's, it's not the same win at that point. Catching, yeah. catching someone off is... is like not even playing them. Well, congratulations again, man, on being the new U.S. national champion. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's, uh, uh, take it's it back to the Shark Tank. I'm sure we'll uh, enjoy it back there. 
Oh, yeah, there's going to be some hooting this Thursday. <laughs> All right, thanks, Junior. No problem, Tony. See you later. Andy, have you, have you noticed those, um, those Japanese listeners? They've, yeah. they've gone. Yeah, I've not seen I've not seen them crop up on the uh, the stats for a while. What do you think's happened? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I mean, we've been doing such such great content. I did wonder if they lost interest because we did a we did a Japanese language quiz, you know, that was that was clearly targeted at their demographic. If maybe our content hasn't been you know Japanese focused enough. Well, can we do to change that? Well, what we always do in these types of situations, my man. Is it time for a top 10? Mate, it's time for a top 10. It's time for the top 10 Japanese-related Dice Master subtitles based on my ability to pronounce them. Coming in at number 10, the Oxford English Dictionary traces the first use of this word in the Western literature to Ian Fleming's You Only Live Twice in 1964. We'll just sweep past the faintly racist Sean Connery Asian face. It's ninjutsu! Our ninth entry is the ancient self-defense weapon known as the 10,000 power chain, Manriki Gasari. At number 8, the real identity of the Foot Clan's infamously ruthless leader Shredder, Orukusaki. A quick Google search tells me that our next entry is a term used to describe a ninja master who teaches. And we all know that the internet is right every time. It's number 7, Shidoshi. Number 6 appeared for the first time in the X-Men issue 64 in 1970 and is otherwise known as Sunfire. It's Shiro Yoshida. Our next entry was so awesome, he was even able to train a pet rat to be a ninja. Number five is Hamato Yoshi. Coming in at number four, we have the alter ego of Lady Bullseye, a lawyer in New York City. How many lawyers are there in New York City in Marvel Comics? It's Maki Matsumoto. At number three, it's one of the 18 disciplines of ninjutsu. At least so Wikipedia says, it's Shinobi Jutsu. I'd say our next entry has a convoluted backstory, but find me a comic book character who hasn't. He was created by Gail Simone, though, so it's all good with me. Number two is Nijo Minamiyori. And taking the top spots in our top ten Japanese-related subtitles based on Chris's ability to pronounce them, bursting into flames at number one, we have Moegaru. Well, there we are then, folks. Yet another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast comes to a close. We hope you enjoyed our little tour around the world, starting on our fair island, travelling to the United States and then ending in the land of the rising sun. I know it will be a challenge for you to go two weeks without us, but never fear, for we will be back with episode 25 in two weeks' time. I've been Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six, and with me today I've had Andy... A.K.A. Only me. <laughs> only me. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it's Harry Enfield and Chums. I know what it is. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. <laughs> loads of money. <laughs> that was the one. So I was talking about with someone in work the other day. A patented Chris Tangent for a moment. Talking about uh, like how we don't watch TV the same way as we used to. So do you remember when like Harry Enfield was on and the fast show was on, everybody would be talking about it the next day. Yeah. It just doesn't happen like that anymore. anymore. Yeah. It just doesn't happen <laughs> like that anymore. So there's, you don't get universal catchphrases that people are spouting about everywhere like you used to. Hey, you're telling me I'm running out of AKAs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see someone come up with as many AKAs as you. And I'll be trawling back to like the 1950s and 60s and <laughs> regurgitating stuff from Jimmy Tarbuck soon. <laughs> Jimmy Tarbuck, a <laughs> legend. Legend. Apparently Absolute he's not legend. actually dead as well. I thought he was. Oh, okay. You may, you said that. Like, Have we said that on a previous episode or something? <laughs> no, just if you find out that some part times you, you think someone's dead like a celebrity's dead and then they're not and then sometimes you think a celebrity's alive and they're actually dead true story true story 
that that doesn't happen to me very often. Uh, so, ta folks. See you in two weeks' time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Dude, we're long there. That's 31 and a half minutes, that. Where was the kingpin? I said kingpin at 15 minutes. I said you anti, super rare you anti, was clearly the kingpin. And then that's you decided to do a card-by-card card rundown of your team. <laughs> that, was, that was far too subtle. Sorry, mate. I, I, need, I was, I was waiting a, for like a... I'll make it more obvious next time. Like a, oh, and I played kingpin. Uh-oh. <laughs>